I'm seeing people that were uh, that are first home buyers, um, you know, that are renting in the eastern suburbs or renting in Manly and the northern beaches that never even thought about living on the central coast because they needed to be close to their job. Now that's changed. Now they're like, you know what? For the same money, we can actually pay off our own property. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're back with Matt Sharp, founder and director of Sharp Property Buyers. He shares his views on the importance of lifestyle, how he realized not everybody shares the passion he has for property and why the property market can sometimes resemble your Sunday brunch. Sharp has had two aha moments where he realized the power of property investment. I think the aha moment with property for me, there was probably two. I think there were two things. One is the power of leverage. So for people that don't understand leverage, if I have $50,000 cash savings, I'll just keep it as round numbers here, um, I can buy an asset worth $500,000. Now, if that asset increases in value, let's just say it increases 10% over two years, you've basically doubled your cash investment, right? So that property's gone up to 550,000. Your initial input was only 50,000. So that to me was very, very powerful. There are too many investments out there that you can double your cash in sort of two years. Now, look, I'm excluding costs and fees and everything that goes in with that, but just for Um, argument's sake, the power of leverage was a massive aha moment for me and the other one was understanding that rental income can pay down your debt. Okay, so that rental income is absolutely an addition to your salary. So if someone's paying you $30,000 a year in rental income, that is an addition to your salary but it's basically for savings or at least that's the way I look at it. So those were the two things for me um, and how you want to take advantage of one leverage and two rental income is entirely up to you but those are the two things for me where I'm like, okay, this makes a lot of sense to me. His strategy is different for every client tailored to their unique wants and needs. Sometimes, you know, someone's really young like our age and they've got a really long time for for investing. Other people will come to us, they're nearing retirement. They might need something with a shorter term or, you know, with a shorter view but I guess... The, the basics of, of our strategy is, look, we always buy in, in really low-risk suburbs, like high-performing but low-risk. And when I say low-risk, I mean the areas um, that we're buying in, well-established. We don't speculate on, on new developments or greenfields or anything like that. Um, the infantry levels are very low, so there is a scarcity factor. We try and buy in areas that have very, very diverse economies, um, as do I. Um, you know, population growth is obviously very important. Um, affordability and lifestyle are other things that we take into consideration as well because that's human behavior. What can humans afford? We want to think about that and how many humans within the population can afford to buy at a certain price point. It's a big factor. And then I think lifestyle um, is a big one as well and it's probably just a little, a little. Um, I guess it's, a, it's an eight, I don't know, it's a, I guess it's a side angle that not everyone considers and maybe it's something that I've been exposed to because of where I live here on the Central Coast. Now, I'm not saying that you should buy in a coastal suburb but 
I just think lifestyle is really important. And, and I think that's been, um, you know, there's been huge example of that over the last sort of 12 to 18 months with COVID or 12 months with COVID um, that people are very focused on their, on their lifestyles, um, whether it be, you know, for a tree change or a sea change, um, you know, we're, you know, we're just more aware of it. So I think there's those things um, that, that we take into consideration. Of course, we're always looking for areas that have healthy yields, um, good growth prospects, and also really low vacancy rates. So I guess that's all about risk management type of stuff. But in terms of like price point and where we buy, it's, it sort of starts anywhere between sort of 300 and, and, and up to a mil, um, just depending on, you know, your budget and your strategy. But and then diving down on the on the actual asset, I think it's always important to buy something that people want to live in within those areas, okay? So does someone want a three-bed, one-bath or do they always need four-bed, two-bath, two-car? Like what does it look like within that area um, is something that we also check. He reveals the number one thing he looks for when searching for homes for younger people including himself. For me personally, um, and I think for young people, I always look for sites that have, um, you know, development potential, like long-term development potential. Can you put a duplex on the block? Can you put a triplex on the block? Can you maybe put a granny flat? Is it dual um, street access? All of these types of things are things that I think about when we're really starting to get to the pointy end of the um, of the search and when we're, we're working out what property is going to be suitable. And I also always think that value adds a, a good little um, a good little um, kicker as well, and something to to be mindful of whenever you're buying property. Because look, you can manufacture your own growth um, in most markets. You're not always reliant on how that market's performing. And look, if you're savvy and you've got some skills, or maybe your friends have some skills, and they can go and add some value at your property or in your property at you know at a discounted cost or even even at even at trade costs. Um, that can add substantial value to your property, um, to your property's value, regardless of what's happening in that local market. So I think it's just about being flexible, mate, with the asset that you buy in a really, really good area because it just gives you more options down the track. Like that's why, look, we don't buy any apartments or any or any units or anything like that. And I think the reason for that is because I just don't see a huge amount of flexibility um, in, those, in those types of dwellings. You know, you don't have the opportunity to, to add substantial value you can't extend you can't develop it you can't divide the block you can't really do anything so um now look i'm not i'm not saying that 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 strategy doesn't work because i know a lot of people have done very well but but for me i'm just trying to buy the most amount of land in the best possible location we possibly you know we, we can afford and that that stacks up for us do you also look out for potential where i guess you can do subdivisions where you can actually just subdivide the block off and sell off the back or you know keep the front as you said, you know, granny flats and so forth. Do you find any of those type of options? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important just for flexibility um, for, the, for, for, for us, for me as an investor and also for clients that we look at. You know, if we're considering two properties, for example, one has flexibility with maybe long-term development or maybe you can hammerhead the block and, and the other one doesn't and they're around a similar price point, you know, you're obviously going gonna to go towards the one that has that development potential and even in some cases, um, you know, the one that has development potential might be a little bit more in cost. So it might be an extra 20000 50000 100000 But it's just understanding the value and the opportunity um, to be able to, to do that development on that site compared to the other property, okay? So, and look, it comes down to the individual as well. Um, I think, 
Um, younger people tend to be a little bit more hungry and, and have the, the foresight um, for, you know, different different opportunities down the down the track whereas i feel like someone a little bit older probably just doesn't want the headache and they might edge towards something that doesn't really have that development potential it's not necessary for them and they're prepared to save a little bit of money on the purchase price as well so it's just really coming down to the individual but myself personally like absolutely i look for that stuff absolutely because i just want more flexibility in my assets you know that's that's absolutely i think that's going to put you in good position going forward COVID has changed so much for so many people in so many places the central coast with its proximity to sydney is one of them mate COVID has just accelerated the central coast market by 20 percent nearly even 30 percent in some areas um the impact has been real. Um, look, where the, where the Central Coast is located, we're about an hour, hour and a half to Sydney. Um, predominantly, a lot of the people here on the coast would commute to Sydney, okay, um, for office jobs and whatnot. And, and obviously, for probably most importantly, for those high-paying high paying roles, you'd have to commute to Sydney. Um, the, the, the whole COVID impact, now everyone's on Zoom, everyone works from home. It's allowed everyone to be so much more flexible with their living arrangements. Now, what you can get for your money in Sydney, and I'm talking owner-occupier stuff here, what you can get for your money in Sydney compared to what you can get for your money here on the Central Coast, um, it, it, you know, it's far more value for your money up here. It's incredible. Um, so I think a lot of people have just decided that, you know, let, let's sell sell in Sydney. We don't need to have the $2.5 million property now 10 minutes from work, I'm now working from home, let's cash in and go and buy something on the coast. Um, you know, far more affordable, live a more laid back life, um, you know, a more enjoyable life. Now, they still have the ability to, to travel to Sydney and in some cases, um, you know, the clients are traveling to Sydney, you know, one day a week, two, three days a week, but it's just not that full-time grind that will wear you down over, over time. Now, with that, obviously, Again, with a with a high owner occupier presence, prices are going up, which obviously is good for the investors in the area as well. The shift towards working from home has meant people no longer need to make that daily commute in a lot of cases, giving Sydney siders the freedom to move. I'm not going to discriminate and just say those clients around the sort of the two two and a half million dollar mark. I mean, I'm seeing people that were uh, that are first home buyers, um, you know that are renting in the eastern suburbs or renting in Manly and the northern beaches that never even thought about living on the central coast because they needed to be close to their job. Now that's changed. Now they're like, you know what? For the same money, we can actually pay off our own property. Let's go and live somewhere that we can afford to buy. I'm only going to work from home, you know, a couple of days a week. I'm only going to be in the office a couple of days a week, work from home, the others. Um, let's go and pay off our own property. Like it, it makes total sense. So, um, I think COVID's just accelerated what was sort of coming over the next sort of 10 to 15 years with technology anyway. Um, but, I, I mean, it's been fantastic for us um, here and, and I know it has been for a lot of the other regional markets as well. I think it's good. And I heard, um, I was listening to the Property Couch um, uh, a couple of weeks ago and I, and I heard a really good analogy. I, I think Bryce Holdaway mentioned um, it's like the, the fried egg. Um, picture the fried egg as basically... Um, a property market. So you've obviously got the yoke in the middle where everyone wants to be. That's where all the high paying jobs are. That's where all the money is. And then you have the, the the egg whites around that. And that's obviously just scattered for your regional centers. But 
it's no longer a, a fried egg. It's now um, scrambled eggs. So it's consistent. It's more consistent um, everywhere, right, across multiple areas. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good um, analogy. Coming up after the break, Sharp shares the realization he had as a child that fostered his interest in property. And I was very aware of um, that, that friends and their families owned, owned their property and they'd lived in that one house for 10 years and their whole lives and all of that. So, I was very aware of that from a young age. Where he turns now to get his information. So, um, you know, there's, there's, there's loads of information out there and it's just about aligning yourself with um, people, I guess, that maybe you can relate to or that you can get some good synergy with. He doles out his own advice that everybody needs to hear. You know, you don't buy a property and the world caves in and you lose all your money. It, it's not really like that. Um, you know, the sun still comes up the next day and, you know, <laughs> life goes on. And that's up next. I'm Taran Sham and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey, let's be real, deals that can yield 20 to 30% per annum do exist. Don't believe me? Well, here's a story about property development I invested in Victoria. This developer had the project fully funded beforehand but he and his family suffered a loss, a circumstance that led him to be unable to proceed with the development. So, I stepped in and in two weeks, we funded the shortfall allowing for the development to continue. Five months later, the development was refinanced and we received our funds back with interest. Yes, there are amazing opportunities in the property market like this one. So, do you want to get a better return with low risk on your money? Then register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. COVID has definitely been an unexpected storm for all of us. But sometimes great storms come out with colorful rainbows. Yeah, I think it's a silver lining for what's happening here with COVID. I know it's awful. I know some people have, you know, uh, have gone through some terrible times. But I, I think, um, you know, having that um, that stress or relieving that stress of the commute and, and that big mortgage and whatever else and living a more chilled, relaxed life, doing more things that you enjoy, spending more time with your loved ones. I think that's that's fantastic and obviously um, is going to have a, a really positive impact on your mental health as well um, as, as your well-being. Yeah, you've got me thinking as well. I better have a chat with my wife. <laughs> I know someone up here that can help you buy something. <laughs> I'll be reaching out to him straight away. <laughs> So let's jump into mindset and talk a little bit about, I guess, your your why. You know, what what's been the biggest why driving you behind investing to property and also helping your clients through a buyer's agency? And it's something that I'm probably just starting to understand more as I get a little bit older. Now I mentioned like when we're growing up, we rented a lot, so I was very aware that. And look, this isn't a this isn't a hard luck story. I had a fantastic childhood, um, but we did rent a lot, and I was very aware of um, that that friends and their families owned owned their property and they'd lived in that one house for 10 years and their whole lives and all of that. So, I was very aware of that from a young age and I think that gave me the initial 
um, I guess, motivation um, and desire to, to buy a family home. Because when I first started, like all I wanted to do was just buy, buy the family home and then that was it. Um, but I think the motivation for me, one would be security. And the other, the other one that um, I, I guess from, from a business um, perspective and, and obviously a professional perspective when I'm helping people is the motivation for me is allowing people to understand that you know, it is achievable to, to gain financial freedom and it is achievable to set yourself up in retirement, okay? Now, um, I, I think in an industry um, that we're in, unfortunately, there, you know, there are a lot of um, spruikers out there and, and I guess property sharks and investment sharks, whatever you want to call them, even though I think they are diminishing, but they are out there. Um, but there are some good people in this industry that do great things for their clients and I think it's about... Um, just getting that message out there and getting people to understand, um, you know, that that investing well um, in the right assets can set you up, you know, for for retirement and, and for your long term. So, for me, I guess that that's probably the main motivation. Um, you know, it's it, it's yeah, it's a hard one, and I just think um, helping people set set up set themselves up for retirement and having good outcomes within this industry. Um, is is the main motivator for us. Along with Margaret Lomas' show, Sharp Mentors includes some of the big names that you may have heard of before. There probably isn't a a book uh, that I haven't read that, you know, that has property investing but I reckon another book that had a major, major impact on me was um, A Surfer's Guide to Property Investing by Paul Gossip. I'm sure you're familiar with Paul and, and a lot of your listeners are as well. Um, you know, he has great information. His book's fantastic. It gives you a really good understanding of what a basic strategy would look like, I suppose, and where where you would fit within that strategy. Um, but he's been fantastic. Obviously, Ben Kingsley and Bryce Holdaway from The Property Couch have been great. They're some of the Australian people that I like, but obviously, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a, you know, that gave me great perspective and, and a great understanding of how money works and, and, and how investing works as well. So I think there are multiple avenues out there at the moment. Obviously, this podcast shares a lot of a lot of um, great knowledge too. So, um, you know, there's, there's, there's loads of information out there and it's just about aligning yourself with um, people, I guess, that maybe you can relate to or that you can get some good synergy with and maybe they speak your language to get the most out of um, their insights that's going to help you along the way, right? Yeah, I totally agree and, and, and there's just so much information in our day and age that uh, I guess sometimes the question is just which one do you turn to first and with our busy lifestyles? Exactly and I think um, just from my own personal experience like Margaret um, was is fantastic and but she's very much about you know educating and, and making sure that you you the individual are educated on, on your own property, um, you know, your own property journey and what you want to get out of it and for a few years there, I, you know, I would always be like, no, everyone get educated. Don't worry about engaging a buyer's agent. Just do it yourself, do it yourself. But I realized that not everyone wants to do it themselves. Not everyone's super passionate about property. They don't care, you know, um, which is probably something that I learned from Paul Glosser, which, you know, obviously shared the value of what a buyer's agent can do or an independent advisor or whoever it is. Um, which then, you know, sparked my interest, obviously, in becoming a buyer's agent. But, um, you know, Margaret was great from an education standpoint. And then I think Paul, for me, has been great from, um, I guess, a 
a professional and, and value add um, standpoint as well and, and what we can provide um, you know, to, to potential clients and, and people out there. With all the people he's come across and wisdom he's received, he shares what's at the top of his advice list. The, the best advice I've received would probably be to get educated and take action. Like you need to take some action, right? Um, otherwise, you can be the most educated guy in the library and not do anything and, and then what, right? You really do only learn through doing um, in, in this game and, and in anything that you do. Um, so I think taking action is the biggest one. Um, yeah, I, I would have to say taking action for sure. And the other thing is, is you know, it's, it's not a big scary world out there you know you don't buy a property and the world caves in and you lose all your money it's not really like that um you know the sun still comes up the next day and you know life goes on right so um i just wouldn't be scared um about taking action and and i and i would steer away from some of the horror stories as well because a lot of those things can be ironed out whenever you're sort of doing your own research or doing your own educational leveraging on a professional if you could do it all again sharp's advice to his younger self echoes the general consensus. Get started earlier and buy more properties. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that, that's probably it. Get started earlier and buy more properties. I, don't, I think that answer, I hear that answer a lot, not from me but from, from others and I think it's, it's pretty um, consistent across, across different investors, right? Other than his upcoming unit block purchase, He's keen to learn as much as he can, grow his business and his family. I just, uh, I love learning from different people in, in different sectors, um, understanding their own journeys. Like you're very lucky that you can obviously have this role that you have with the podcast. You get to meet so many different people from different walks of life. But I think, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to that and, and maybe leveraging off others' um, advice on seriously considering buying a commercial space. I don't have any commercial property, so looking at engaging um, someone to help me with that, um, most likely Jay Anderson. Um, so interested to, to learn some more about that stuff. So yeah, I think the professionally, that's that's what I'm excited about and, and personally looking forward to growing my family, um, you know, and creating some good holidays, maybe in a caravan or something up the east coast of New South Wales, surfing some more um, and obviously coaching, um, you know, coaching some more kids as well um, do, do, I do the best I can to try and have a I guess a, a balanced life if there's even such thing as a balanced life but um, sometimes obviously I, I put too much into work and not enough in the family but really looking forward to some good times ahead with a young family and um, and obviously growing the business. I think I've heard about um, a few people who have mentioned that since I think maybe COVID and, and so forth is about the caravanning aspect is that, you know, we're spending a lot more time now with our family. <laughs> we want to, instead of being in the house, we want to get out of the house but move around. The overseas holidays have been traded in for, for a caravan now. We're, we're, we're on the hunt for a caravan but unfortunately, that's not an investment as you know. It's probably more of a liability so... We'll get the unit block first, then we'll get the caravan. How much of your success is due to your skill, intelligence and hard work and how much of it is due to luck? Um, there's always an element of luck, right? There, there just is. Um, you know, whether it be buying a property for whatever reason and there wasn't, wasn't much competition or maybe you had a relationship with the agent or something like that. Um, you know, and, and even I guess smaller components of luck, like maybe you stumble across a show, like I did, like Margaret Lomas, and I just got hooked on it, and then that became part of my weekly routine. Um, but yeah, look, I would probably say I don't know, ten percent is luck, twenty percent is luck. I don't know, and the rest is 
obviously education, intelligence, um, hard work. Like, you know, I wasn't given anything um, as, a, as a kid other than obviously love and a lot of support. So um, haven't had any handouts from from parents or relatives or anything like that. So I worked my ass off to, to save for a deposit and still work my ass off today and make sure I'm, I'm, I'm managing my money well today as well. That then allows us to then go and buy other investment properties and give us some flexibility. So, um, yeah, I think that's very, very important. So education and, and whatnot's important, but yeah, there's always an element of luck, sure. Thank you to Matt Sharp, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you love the show, perhaps you're now ready to invest your money in a low-risk, high-return deal. If you are, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a lender. There are amazing opportunities in the property market right now. And I'm looking for lenders who want to invest their money for as short as 6 months. What are you waiting for? Don't let your money just sit in the bank. To register your interest, text me your name and email address on 0499881040.